the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Scriptures tell us that God sends the angels to serve us. And when Daniel was pulled out of that lion's den, he didn't have any wounds. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't have any burns when they were pulled out of the fiery furnace. Daniel was declared innocent by ordeal. That's an interesting way of putting it, isn't it? And perhaps by the end of this message today, you'll be able to identify thinking back on your own life. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And I'm Mike Trout. He's continuing in the book of Daniel and picking up in the sixth chapter. If you've missed any of these studies, they're on our website, highlands.us. Here's Pastor Layton. Three times a day for many years, Daniel had prayed, and that's what made him a man of great peace and courage. Through those years, he had seen God answer his prayers. In chapter 1, in chapter 2, in chapter 3, and so forth. God had given him not only the interpretation, but the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. God had saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. A believer who knows how to kneel in prayer has no problem standing in strength in the Lord. Well, his opponents knew when and where he prayed. And they rushed, literally rushed, into his room at the expected time, and lo and behold, found him praying. Verse 12, Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction? That anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So the men who were spying on Daniel raced off to inform Darius, that his favorite officer, had now broken the law and shown disrespect to the king. But before they mention Daniel by name, they want to reaffirm that this law cannot be changed. And you notice the accusation they bring against Daniel. It it sounds very similar to the accusation that was brought against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in chapter 3. They pay no attention to you, O king. They don't respect you, king. So Darius here finds himself bound by his own law. He had declared that the decree stands. Now this decree was a bad law. And that's why it's so important that good people are in position to write laws. Because good people will produce good laws. And bad people will produce bad laws. Those who write laws should not be exempt from the law. And it's important that good laws be enforced consistently and not selectively based on the violator's wealth, power, prestige, or any other factor. Verse 14. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. 
And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. And then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, No, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians, that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. So Darius here is greatly distressed. And it's not because Daniel was praying to God, but because for the first time he now understands the reason for this decree that has been thrust upon him. He realizes that he has been manipulated by Daniel's enemies. And he regrets his failure to consult Daniel before putting his signature on the decree. The king made it clear he wanted to save Daniel from execution. But since Darius was a self-proclaimed God for 30 days, and people were praying to him, how could a God make any mistakes? And how can a God not punish anyone who breaks one of his laws? And so for the entire day, Darius ignores all of the other matters of the kingdom, and he's trying to find a way to free Daniel. Can you imagine what things must have gone through his mind? He might have thought, you know, if I can just overfeed the lions, they won't be hungry. And it, you know, it says I have to put Daniel in the lion's den, but maybe I could put him in a suit of armor. Or you could just imagine him trying to figure out some way that he can save Daniel. But all his attempts have failed. Daniel's enemies turn up, of course, to make sure that their form of justice is done. And at the end of the day, Darius has to call Daniel and have him put in the lion's den. Verse 16, Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. And the king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. The lion's den was a large pit, had these lions in it that were not fed very often or very much, so that they were always hungry in case there was an execution. And before Daniel was lowered into this pit, the king offered a prayer that that Daniel's God would deliver him because Daniel had been faithful to, to him continually. And then he had the pit covered with a rock that sealed everything according to the law. It sort of reminds us, does it not, of the stone that was rolled over the Lord's tomb and sealed by the Roman authorities. And yet, Jesus came out of that tomb alive. Now the king's seal kept Daniel's enemies from tampering with him and guaranteed that if Daniel were to escape the lions, he would not be killed by his enemies. You know, he was probably in one of the safest places in all Babylon that night. Pastor Ted thinks that he used to lie in as a pillow. (laughs) And he had an honest-to-goodness lion-skin blanket with the lion still in it. Daniel might have slept well that night, but the king didn't. Oriental kings had all kinds of diversions to entertain them and relax them and help them sleep, but Darius refused them all. He had a sleepless night, and it says he even fasted. And perhaps with that fasting, he also prayed. You know, my grandpa used to say, It ain't over until it's over. 
It ain't over until it's over. Never give up. Darius did not give up. He continued fasting and perhaps praying even after Daniel had been put into that pit with the lions. And all hope seemed lost. It ain't over till it's over. Then at the break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. And so Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. So Darius arose, first light, runs to the lion's den, calls out, Daniel, servant of the living God. You notice the emphasis on living. This is a test to find out if the God of Daniel really was alive instead of like all of those other gods in Babylon and Medo-Persia. The king said, whom thou servest continually in good times and in bad. There are some Christians who call themselves such, but they only serve God occasionally or when it's convenient. But not Daniel. Even the king recognized that Daniel served the Lord continuously. When, Daniel, when Darius heard Daniel's voice, <laughs> O king, live forever, he knew that Daniel had been delivered. Daniel was quick to give God the glory. Now, you know, God could have closed the mouths of the lion just by saying the word. But instead, he chose to send an angel. And the angel not only controlled those angry beasts and hungry beasts, but they also kept Daniel company. You know, I wonder if they had a conversation that night. Because the book of Daniel reveals a lot about the work of angels in this world and how they help God's people and they influence nations. I wonder if some of that information might have come from that night when he was in that pit of lions with that angel. Scriptures tell us that God sends the angels to serve us. And when Daniel was pulled out of that lion's den, he didn't have any wounds. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't have any burns when they were pulled out of the fiery furnace. Daniel was declared innocent by ordeal. Ordeal describes an ancient judicial process in which the accused is given poison or put in the fire and assumed guilty unless God interceded and saved them from it. You were considered guilty until proven innocent by a miraculous act of God. Aren't you glad you're in the United States <laughs> where you're considered innocent until you're proven guilty? The Lord delivered Daniel because of his faith and because he was innocent of any crimes before the king or before the Lord. And that long night of darkness ended in a morning of glory. Can you imagine how quickly 
the news spread about the miracle of Daniel in the lion's den, just like the news spread quickly about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego coming out of that fiery furnace unharmed. You know, God could have prevented Daniel from even going into the lion's den by redirecting the path of history, because God is in control of that path. But by allowing Daniel to go in and come out unhurt, the Lord received even greater glory and honor. Well, there's one more segment to this particular message in this lengthy series called The Two Kingdoms, dealing with the content of the book of Daniel. Those two kingdoms are what we see around us and then the spiritual kingdom, which is also all around us but unseen. We'll come back on Monday with the balance of this message. We're going to take a three-day break from The Two Kingdoms and share with you a Father's Day series that uh, leads up to this coming weekend. I hope you can join us for those Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you'd like information about what's happening with worship at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, check out the website highlands.us. Changes are occurring daily, and we keep you up to date through the website highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Join us tomorrow when we'll once again open up the Word of God and study verse by verse.